So I was talking to an investor the other day who dug into my taxes, which I posted up at simplepassivecashflow.com slash tax. And they're dumbfounded at how little taxes I paid because of all the passive losses I had stored up by going into all these deals over the past few years. But yeah, I talk with a lot of high net worth accredited investors and very little of them pay too much in taxes. Now, before you create the hate mail and death threats and all that stuff, just know that these are the investors that are stimulating the economy. Me. They're taking the risk to power this country forward where they're not hiding their money under their mattress or in their home equity or bank account, not doing anything. And in a roundabout way, I think these guys are entitled to it. Yeah, again, they're the backbone of America that are putting in investments into infrastructure projects, whether it be workforce housing apartments or just spurring new business. So how I would summarize this whole real estate professional status using passive losses is it takes a while to get this set up. You know, you got to go into deals that do cost segregation and you have to get that bonus depreciation. You may or may not be able to use it that calendar year, but it stores up as passive losses. And if you want to Google the form, it is tax form 8582. Again, that's 8582. I was having a discussion with an investor, which if you haven't booked a call with me and you're in the Hui Deal Pipeline Club, go ahead and go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash contact. I would like to talk to every single one of you investors at least once, get a sense of who you are out there and see if I can help you out. But yeah, we were kind of at our heads together and because we were like, I'm sure we have several hundred thousand dollars of passive losses, but how do we figure out where it is? I mean, I, we know we didn't use it all this year, but I just like to know kind of where it's at. And I guess my tax guy, he puts it on a nice little worksheet so I could figure out how much I had so I can do more planning in the future. I think a lot of you guys ask for referrals and have to give a referral to the CPI use, but look guys, this is your guys' responsibility. A tax guy's job is to do the forms. In my opinion, they are not able to do adequate tax planning because they don't know what deals are going into. They don't know what deals what kind of depreciation those deals have. They don't know what kind of risk reward profile those deals are. They don't know what the business plan, whether it's going to cash out in a year and 10 years. They don't know that. So it's unfair to put that tax planning on them. Instead, you should be empowered to say, hey, well, let's say this, but ultimately you're in the driver's seat here, guys. And that's it. I'm going to get off my soapbox. But either way, I'm calling this whole strategy of passive losses the simple passive cash flow gravy train. For those of you guys who know that I used to work for the railroad, the gravy train was sort of a concept of once an old head or a guy who was had a lot of seniority could push people around to get the job that they wanted. It's typically a job where you're like inspector and nobody messes with you and you get a high paid and a lot of overtime. And it was coined the gravy train. So this whole little song and dance where we use passive losses to vary our taxes to very low levels. I'm going to call it the simple passive cash flow gravy train. Again, check out all the tax guide at simplepassivecashflow.com slash tax. And here's the podcast. We're going to be talking about the key principles slash loan guarantors on loans. A great opportunity for those of you guys who are over a couple million bucks down work and a great way to possibly get some general partnership action to hopefully get the real estate professional status on your taxes. This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went and tried to rent them out. And then he became one real investor man. 
So the question often comes up, how do I become part of the general partnership and get a little bit more bang for my buck? One of those ways is becoming what's called a key principal or loan guarantor part of the team. So what this is here for is we go out and get one of these big loans for these Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or any other loan. We need to have a partnership team or key principal slash loan guarantor roster of individuals whose network gets us over the hump greater than or equal to the loan. So for example, if we're going after a $20 million building, probably going to need a several guys or one guy who's $20 million net worth to be able to sign with debt. So in order for us to qualify or in order for you to qualify, typically that means, you know, you've got a million dollar net worth or above. I mean, most guys in our sphere are about a one to $2 million range. So guys, unfortunately, those guys are kind of a dime a dozen. Just one of the guys is the same. But if you know, if you're above $3 million or more, you're actually very valuable and you can definitely get compensated for signing on the debt on one of these deals. It has nothing to do with bringing any money involved. So what a lot of these guys will do, these high net worth investors, they'll just sign on debt and I get a little piece of the deal just for doing so. There is obviously risk involved, right? But I think there's a difference between non-recourse and recourse debt. And before you start doing this, you know, I would say you got to really strongly feel confident in who you're working with. Definitely, I wouldn't be doing it on your first go around with somebody, but it doesn't matter how much they're paying you. you Because essentially, in a way, you're putting all your family network on the line and you can encumber your debt several, several times. So, I mean, I've signed on, I don't even know how many deals at this point, most of which non-recourse debt, but it's crazy to me how you could sign on multiple loans. But then again, you know, a lot of these are asset-backed deals and as real estate goes, the value is there built in the asset. Are you a non-incredited investor looking for opportunities to invest passively? How about a newer investor looking to get a bit of a track record and confidence from your spouse who's a little bit skeptic of what you've been listening to the last few months? And could you use the reinforcement of double-digit returns paid like clockwork in the form of monthly dividends? The American Home Preservation Fund, or AHP, is currently open again and is looking to bring new investors with them. I have been investing with them since 2016 and originally I used it as a means to pay for my regular expenses. I started with $60,000 as my initial investment, and that paid my car payment completely for me every single month. HB collaborates with existing homeowners to keep them in their homes via restructuring or selling the debts unlike their competitors. It's a way to make great returns while feeling good about making a social impact. After investing myself in the fund, it was awesome when owner George Newberry saw the impact Simple Passive Cashflow was making and eventually approached me to become a spokesperson of the company. You can start investing with as little as 100 bucks, and if you want a free bird zone book, please send me an email at lane at simplepassivecashflow.com. For more information about investing with AHP, go to hpservicing.com slash investors. I like to buy stuff. Well, that's a liability. Some common questions that come up are, how does this work? How does this bump my return? Well, it's not really bumping your return. You're just kind of picking up some general partnership shares or overall shares in the process. There's always a set aside a certain amount for people who do this type of stuff. And talking back about the non-recourse component, you just got to remember that even if a deal is non-recourse, there's usually a bad actor clause involved or the bad boy carve out where if somebody in the general partnership does anything 
being fraudulent, steals money, embezzles, that the agency lender can avoid that non-recourse component and come back for everybody for the debt. At that point, I'm just speculating, you know, I think they're going to kind of come after the people with the biggest wallet books, and then it becomes definitely an internal litigation issue. But uh, hopefully it never goes that far. And, you know, another way that people will get into deals with really no money as a general partnership is for putting up the hard money on these deals. So certain markets such as Dallas are super competitive and to be considered serious and for them to even look at your offer, you may have to put in a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars of hard money. And for a lot of new sponsors, they may not even have that money in their pocket. Again, this is why I like working with people who are at least a million dollar network and above. Definitely why I shy away from investing with house flippers because a lot of those guys are under half a million, million dollars unless they've been doing it for several years. I just don't want to get screwed over by guys who don't have the net worth to cover it personally. And it's just one of my criteria when investing personally. But I digress there. So what you could do is you could come in and put up the hard money for somebody who doesn't have it and negotiate some percentage of the general partnership for doing so. There, as long as the deal closes, you should be able to get your hard money back and in return, you get shares of the deal. But I don't know. I feel uncomfortable with this. I think it's a lot of money. I don't know if it's quite worth it. I've seen deals go through due diligence and for some reason it falls out. I also see a lot of deals that get shoved through because the operator doesn't want to lose their hard money or they don't want to pay off their hard money lender and not, you know, because they didn't close the deal. That can always be a little shady too. But I mean, for me, I sign on the debt on loans. I think that it is pretty fair in terms of what you're compensated with. And, you know, you should like the deal. You should trust the people you're working with. The same goes. Only work with people you know, like, or trust um, to begin with. And yeah, can be a great way if you're higher than a few million dollars net worth to uh, get a little bang for your buck. But if, yeah, if you guys have any more of these questions, I would check it out at simplepassivecashflow.com slash KP or go to simplepassivecashflow.com com slash syndication for the complete syndication guide there. And I am coming up with the e-course I'm actually working on this month as I'm wrapping up, wrapping up home arrest here. Boy, it's really helping me get stuff done without a lot of other distractions. So be on the lookout for that and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests.